<laughs> Here we go. Theodore Roosevelt's number one radio show featuring the Big XO. Sit right down with the Big XO. You're tuned into the Happy Hour Show. Sit right down with the Big XO. You're tuned into the Happy Hour Show. Sit right down with the Big XO. You're tuned into the Happy Hour Show. Perfect. You're tuned in to the Big XO Happy Hour Show with your host, Captain Jeffrey Craig. All right. And welcome to the Big XO Happy Hour Show right here on Rough Rider Radio. Dr. J, how are you? I'm doing great, sir. Yeah, how's it going? That's good to see you. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, too. And it, what a Friday. It is. 1300, Channel 94. If you're uh, with us, then you know this is a Big XO's Happy Hour Show. I, show. Uh, I'm joined in the studio, as always, by MC1 Justin Ailes, otherwise known as, or a.k.a., Dr. J, and we'll be joining you over the next hour, keeping you up to date and entertained with everything TR and all the classic rock hits. A big show today. We've got all kinds of information to put out about the port call. We do. And uh, and everything we're doing, and not only in preparation, but then as we get underway afterwards, and uh, some additional information about follow-on port calls in Singapore and different yeah. places and we got all kinds of great stuff going on. Guests galore. Guests, uh, yeah, lined up. I didn't realize we were so popular, but now uh, we are. if you checked out the green sheet, it said 1430, but we actually came out about an hour and a half earlier than that. To meet our regular time block at thirteen hundred. I like the uh, I like the confusion and the mass hysteria. Yes, exactly. Leading up to greatness. And everybody's kind of wondering whether or not we're actually doing the show today. I got a couple calls. Oh really? That's yeah, good. We've got some we listeners. have listeners. Yeah, that's good. Exactly. It's probably all these cool T-shirts that are getting passed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when do we go Pierside? Uh, when do we go Pierside? Yeah. You're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. You, uh, you know. Sunday. What's the yeah. rumor? Sunday at ten hundred? Absolutely. We'll be we'll be Pierside by ten ish. Nailed. Probably a little bit earlier. Nailed and then. It. Uh, so tomorrow, in preparation for the pier side, so we're going to uh, clean the ship. So 7.30 oh, to yeah, about yeah. 10 tomorrow. Uh, hopefully the word's getting out to uh, everybody on the deck plates. But the uh, bottom line, 7.30 to 10 tomorrow, we're going to do our scrub X prior to pulling into port. Mm-hmm. So 7.30 to 8.45 and then 8.45 to 10 o'clock. And we'll get, I'll jump on the 1MC in the morning, make sure that we get the ship cleaned up and ready to go before we pull into port. And we'll get some folks off early, similar to what we've done last time. Yeah. You know, as they get... Uh, uh, space is cleaned up and ready to go. We'll walk around the ship, find a couple of our favorites, and then uh, get those folks off the cool. ship as early as we can. Part of Liberty. Are we doing a uh, port side, starboard side? We are, and I can't remember whether or not it's port or starboard first, so I'll get that out in the morning. Awesome. And then uh, we'll get that going. 7.30, 8.45, and 8.45 to 10. So pier side Sunday morning. And uh, so a little bit about the port call. Captain spoke earlier this week about the importance of bystander intervention, positive peer pressure, and sexual assault awareness and prevention. We actually have our sapper POC here and. uh one of our victim advocates as well. I want to reiterate that while we're in port and out to sea, any form of sexual misconduct will not be tolerated. Uh, the captain's words and my words and, uh, and everybody who's associated with the sexual assault prevention um, program as well. I want each of you to take a look at the core values of honor, courage, and commitment, build a foundation of trust and leadership upon which our strength is based, and incorporate that into your daily lives especially while we're in port. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Sailor participation, ooh, let me try that again. Sailor participation is crucial at every level to make this approach to preventing misconduct effective. You know you wouldn't hesitate to intervene if you saw a shipmate drowning, right? Same applies here. Uh, If you see a situation getting out of control, you're challenged with intervening and de-escalating the situation. Yeah, the bottom line is is that you you need to be willing and able to jump in the middle of something that it looks like it's going wrong. And, And I think that... If we're willing to do that to take care of ourselves, take care of our shipmates, no matter what the circumstances are, whether they're getting into a fight or whether or not you think there's a potential for a, you know somebody to hit on somebody inappropriately, that right. kind of stuff, that yeah. you're, you're willing to do the right thing Absolutely. And, and intercede. So please remember you have a, a whole bunch of resources at your disposal to assist you. The Sapper POC, Lieutenant Udoni, victim advocates across the ship, chaplains, 
uh, SARP and your chain of command are uh, here to help. Please don't hesitate to report any wrongdoings, whether it's restricted or non-restricted reporting. And so since they're here, why don't I go ahead and bring them in now? Yeah, absolutely. We'll go ahead and sir. say hi. So yeah. we've got Lieutenant Yudoni coming in. We've got ET2 Craig coming in. How are you guys? Good. Hi, this is Lieutenant Yudoni um, with the Zapper Victim Advocate Team, and ET2 Craig is right here with me. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome aboard. Good morning. Good morning. So, <laughs> yeah, so tell me what's going on. So you, you guys run, pretty much run the program, right? Lieutenant Yudoni, you're the Zapper POC for the ship, right? Yes, sir. Myself and AC uh, Moore. Okay. And so now tell me a little bit about what your role is then in that capacity. So my goal is to create a, a uh, comfortable and great working environment for everyone on board, okay. um, the TR. And I do that through training, and I do that through a really awesome team of victim advocates on board. Okay. Um, and, and ET2 is one of our victim advocates. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. Awesome. So where do you work? Um, I work in combat systems. Okay. Works in combat systems. And we've got them all throughout, throughout the Absolutely ship. We've got sir. them in every department, every division. Pretty much. Um, so we have plenty of folks around who are very educated and able to help should something like this occur, right? Yes, sir. Okay. So tell me a little bit about, you know, Captain CMC got on the the uh, closed circuit TV the other day, and they talked a little bit about what this this does potentially degrades um, our ability to do our job, right? Absolutely. Okay, and then he's getting ready to come on, I think, on the 1MC here real quick. So if you want to, continue. We'll go ahead and finish your segment, and then we'll uh, cut to the captain. Captain, that's it. Um, so, you know, I just think we're at that point of deployment where we're all nice and comfortable with each other, and we're starting to push lines, push the boundaries and everything else. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, one-third of victim vic victims said that they were sexually assaulted before they were sexually, or sexually harassed, sorry, before they were sexually assaulted, and again after. Um, so I think it's just that point of cruise where we can all be, um, help each other out by by making a safe and, and a happy working environment. For okay, everyone. so let's, uh, we'll take a break right there. We won't compete with the captain. We'll let him talk as soon as he's done with Rough Rider. We'll get you guys back on. Captain. We're back. So it's uh, certainly not about wasting time. We want to get back straight to our uh, sexual assault prevention response. Uh, Lieutenant Udoni's here, ET2 Craig is here. So we wanted to talk a little bit about programs that we have coming up for the crew uh, as we uh, start heading toward uh, our initial or our final destination in San Diego. So tell me a little bit about this uh, Real Talk that we're working on. So we're working on a new program called Real Talk. You can expect uh, that to be coming online here as we start heading home. And we can expect that it'll, we're going to hit topics that, that actually come up, um, talking about interpersonal relationships, healthy relationships, um, healthy relationships to have on the boat, um, stuff like that. Just kind of instigating conversations um, both with your leadership but also amongst each other. Yeah, it's an educational process to make sure that people understand what's going on around them and, and proper, professional, appropriate uh, relationships yep. and discussions that we can have on board the ship, right? Exactly. Okay. Also an opportunity to get the guys to talk about guy stuff, girls talk about girl stuff, and let both sides understand like which, what each side is talking about. Okay, great. No, it sounds great. I'll, uh, I'd be happy to participate if you need me to be a guest speaker or if you okay. just want me to sit in the crowd. I'd be happy Absolutely. to Absolutely. All right. So we also wanted to talk a little bit about the health fair that's coming up, and that's on the 14th of October, right? Yes, sir. So ET2, give me a little bit of insight on the uh, health fair. Um, for the health fair, we're going to obviously we're gonna make a big poster, raise awareness, and, um, but we're also going to do a candy guessing game. Um, we're not going to put out the statistic, but um, the FCPOA is going to sponsor us in prizes. But um, we're going to, the winners will also get the candy. But come on out and see us, and we will give you a lot of informative information and have a little fun as well. Okay, so what, what all kinds of uh, things are we going to be doing at the health fair? Are we, um, we're talking about, you know, healthy lifestyles, eating correctly, getting enough sleep, nutrition, hydration, all that kind of good stuff? Okay, and then so you have candy as well? Yeah, candy. Okay, what yeah. kind of candy? 
Um, we're not sure. We're probably going to go with the M&M round. Okay, so we're, so you have a big jar, and I have to guess how many M&Ms are in there? Yep. Well, you know, I'm pretty good at that. At that well, brush so. up on your sapper stats, because it, it has to be a sapper. Okay, all right, perfect. Well, that's great. So that's on the 14th. Do we know if it's on the Aftmast X, probably? Um, I actually think we're pushing for the hangar bay. Okay. Uh, it's still getting worked out right Yeah, now. yeah, so I think I just signed, signed a 50-50 today. So well, it's, you uh, you I just looked at it, and <laughs> I, it may be in either the Aftmast X or the hangar bay, but we'll get the information out and make sure that the crew knows what's going on. So that's awesome. We appreciate you having you guys here. And uh, if we have questions, how do we get a hold of you? A um, couple different ways. You can contact me through email, or you can go onto our Sapper website on the, the interwebs. Okay. Um, there's contact information for everyone else. Okay, there. on the SharePoint, so we can get Sapper there, and then Yedoni, um, Y-E-D-O-N-I, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. And then Damon, also uh, the DRC, the yep. Deployed Resiliency Counselor. If you have any questions about this kind of stuff uh, for resources, for information, uh, Damon Pratt's on board as well. He's on the starboard sh- side of the ship, off the hangar bay aft and his, uh, his I don't know what frame number it is, but all the way aft in the tunnel there yep. on the starboard side, that's his door, just before you get ready to go to the fantail. Yeah. So, okay, awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, sir. Have a great Friday. Will do. All right. Okay, so let's see. Uh, just to remember, while we're in Dubai, we'll make sure that you remember we're representing the United States, including our morals and our values, actively participate to prevent misconduct and public disturbances. kind of goes along with the theme that we're talking about today, making sure we're good ambassadors, making sure we're doing the right thing, not only for ourselves, but for our shipmates. Yes, sir. Uh, make sure to check out the Port Brief for more information on CITV or CCTV. Legal drinking age in the United Arab Emirates is 21. Public intoxication in the UAE is a crime and will lead to arrest. Any amount of alcohol in the bloodstream while in public may be considered intoxication. Most incidents occur when sailors become disruptive or disrespectful due to overconsumption of alcohol. A non-drinker is the key to ensuring things do not get out of hand. Liberty buddies can and will be held responsible for their buddies' actions. Yeah, so what about uh, civilian attire when we're going out? Uh, civilian attire will present a neat, conservative, and clean appearance. Clothes will fit properly and not tight or too baggy, so you got to find a middle ground in there. And we'll have folks across, you know, as you're going across the uh, quarterdeck and across the uh, brow, we need to make sure that, you know, you're presenting a positive image and professional appearance. And so we will have folks, you know, that are on duty potentially that, that may turn you around. Yes, sir. And if they do, obviously be respectful. What you have on is probably not appropriate for where you're going. Mm-hmm. And uh, go change your clothes and head back out. Yeah. Uh, don't wear clothing that could easily identify you as an American either or part of NATO. I don't know. If anybody's got a NATO hoodie, but don't wear that. Uh, no command unit logos outside of the Oasis okay. either. Got it. Don't so forget. Liberty is going to expire in the Oasis or in a hotel room with approved overnight Liberty for all hands at 23:59 every night. So Oasis Liberty expires on the ship at the following times: E3 and below for 0030 on board the ship, E4 and E5 0100 on board the ship, E6 0130 on board the ship, and E7 and above 0200. On board. Liberty will expire on board TR the last night, the night of the 7th, before we get underway the morning of the 8th at the following times. E3 and below, 2200. E4 through E6, 2300. And E7 and above, 2359. We do that for a reason, to make sure that we've got an accurate muster and that we, uh, if, we do, if we are missing somebody out there, we've got plenty of time to go find out where they are, get them back aboard the ship so that we can get underway bright and early on the morning of the 8th. We've got a busy day on the 8th as we get underway, so we don't really have a lot of time mm-hmm. to try to figure out where you are once we get underway. So and We are getting underway. Yeah, I need to make sure that uh, you're back aboard the ship based on those times that, that night. Awesome. Uh, do you want to jump into the intel? Yeah, update? let's do the intel update. You ready? Right. Yeah, I am totally We ready. have a guest from Citadel. Intelligence update. beep boop
All right, here you go. So who do we have from Intel? Uh, I'm ISSN Fowler, sir. All right, Stephen Fowler, welcome. Thank you, sir. So what are you going to talk to us about today? All right, so we've got a lot of good information. We're going to start out with some Snoopy team. Okay. So until about an hour ago, actually, we had no interactions this week. Uh, we had interactions today with two Cougar, uh, one Pooch, Cooch, excuse me, and one uh, Cashtum WPBs. Okay. Um, and then moving into the air wing uh, from our uh, Intel team down there, uh, we dropped 23 bombs this, just this week alone in Iraq and Syria. Uh, that brings our total up to 1,093 wow. dropped in theaters since that's we've been in. That's a lot of bombs. Yes, it is. Man, that's amazing. All right, so moving into uh, some coalition news. Uh, France has carried out its first airstrikes against ISIL militants in Syria. Uh, these strikes occurred in conjunction with scheduled recon missions over the area. Uh, French jets have previously carried out airstrikes against ISIL targets in neighboring Iraq, so this is good. They're moving uh, through both areas. Um, this has come after, uh, about a month ago, President Hollande uh, announced that they were going to continue supporting us. Uh, France now says it has evidence of militant planned attacks against France, making airstrikes against Syrian, uh, Syrian militants legitimate under uh, UN rules for self-defense. Right. All right, so moving into some U.S. news. On Wednesday, the Pentagon announced that a significant Islamic State leader was killed by coalition strikes on 10th of September. Uh, Abu Bakr al turkmani was killed in a strike near Talfar, Iraq. Al-Turkmani is an administrative emir. He started his career with al-Qaeda in Iraq before joining the Islamic State. He was a close associate to the Islamic State leaders in Mosul and uh, Al-Tafar. All right. All right. Lastly, uh, Iraq's military officials are engaged in intelligence and security cooperation discussions with Russia, Iran, and Syria to counter the threat from the Islamic State militant group. The move could give Moscow more influence in the Middle East, it has stepped up its military involvement in Syria in recent weeks while pressing for Damascus to be included in international efforts to fight the Islamic State. A possible committee is set up to be created in Baghdad to plan military operations and control armed forces units in the fight against Islamic yeah, State. Yeah, a lot of discussion uh, just today even about uh, Russia, I guess, hit a couple targets inside of Syria. Some questions. And targets, so there's yes. a, there are some... Uh, there's some big politi- I mean, we won't get too deep into politics here, but there's some big political implications there because I think that the, the thought is is that they may have been U.S.-backed rebels. And yes, so the Russians, whether or not they're there potentially to support the Assad regime and whether or not how this goes forward you know, in the fight against ISIS and how the Russians kind of play into that would be interesting to see. And I, I know that the Secretary of State has his hands full as we approach that. So you know, that's it. And then I also saw that Israel just recently, uh, within the last week, actually thwarted an ISIS attack as well on Israeli soil. So they think that uh, there was some discussion about how they got into the country, but the Israelis took care of it pretty handily and uh, ensured that uh, they thwarted that attack too. So I don't think that necessarily the Israelis are, they're not strangers to that kind of stuff, certainly. No, sir. And uh, I don't think that they uh, um, will tolerate it for one second. So they didn't. Not even a little bit, sir. Yeah. So awesome. Thanks. Appreciate your time. Thanks, sir. Thanks for the update. Thank you. Intelligence update. Beep, I love that Intel update. Yeah, it's awesome, man. So, okay, so we're back to talking about liberty. Yeah. Okay, so a little, the little bit more about theme of the show. Hey, today. I mean, we've only got. We need to. Obviously, everybody heard the the captain on the one MC. He was talking a little bit about making sure that we're taking the next two days just like the first two days, right? Right. Yes, so sir. the same focus, the same determination, the same grit. We need to make sure that we get through these two days. Yes, sir. And oh, by the way, you know, I'll tell you that the next two months, as we prepare to finish up our deployment, are just as important, right? We've got a lot of stuff going on between now 
and the time that we get done with what we call this 2015 deployment. Yeah. And so, you know, when you think about, uh, we've got ORS coming up, we've got 3MTT, we've got PIA preps going on, we've got a homecoming planning, we've got Tiger Cruise, we've got, you know, all those kinds of things. We did 3MI, we talked about 3MI last week, you did a fantastic job on 3MI. Yes, we just have to handle each one in stride, yep. focus exactly on what's going on in front of us. And I think it may be actually harder over the next two months because we're kind of out of our rhythm, right? So we're moving out of the Gulf, mm-hmm. and so we're not doing those kinds of flight ops. We're going to be doing some dynamic stuff, but it's going to be in a different area. We're going to be not used to potentially operating with um, the Indians at some point. We're not going to be uh, you know, used to doing a lot of things. So I think that the challenges that we've kind of taken for granted here in the Persian Gulf are going to become pretty obvious and evident as we start moving. True, you know, yeah. We get into the Pacific Ocean, the swells and the weather gets a little bit different. We've had the fortunate, you know, it's been hot here, yeah. but the seas have been fairly steady, fairly calm. It has, you know, actually been quite calm. We start heading out, and there's a potential that we have higher seas. We have to stow for sea. We talked, I was talking to the safety officer a little bit today about making sure that we get everything battened down and, and ready for the trip home. Because right. this time of year, you know, you've got the... The opportunity for typhoons, hurricanes, whatever, they, the typhoons, I guess, in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And so the idea would be, hey, you know what, we could encounter some weather uh, moving back toward the West Coast. Sure. So, again, not finding ourselves in a rut. Very quickly after we get out of it's gonna be busy. Dubai, it's going to stay back. busy for the next two months. We've got the crossing the line ceremony. We've yeah. got, I mean, you name it, Navy and it's going to be Navy birthday. And, and, oh, don't forget, at the end of all of it, there's a massive cruise swap. Yeah, 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 cruise yeah. swap. So, yeah, so speaking of cruise swap. We've got an expert on cruise swap standing right outside the hey, door. Hey, look at that. That's so called a segue. The administrative officer, Lieutenant Commander Oaks, is here, and he wanted to talk a little bit about cruise swap and, and uh, our whole swap priorities and how we're doing business. So how, how are we doing business, A.O.? Um, we're doing okay. We've, uh, we've got a change of home port action team on the AF Mestex now. Okay. A couple of uh, PSs there to answer questions. Uh, Get, uh, get your forms filled out if you want to request advanced DLA, advanced travel, uh, your PRRs to schedule your flights back, all that kind of good stuff. Okay. So how long are they on the AFMESDEX? Are they there every day, 24 hours a day? Every day, uh, usually uh, two-hour slots in between the meals. So 9 to 11, you know, we don't, we don't want to interrupt Exo's happy hour. Attaboy. Uh, so, uh, Attaboy. And then, you know, 13 to, to 15 and, and so on. Okay. All the way up through, you know, 2300 at night. So. And so if the individuals couldn't catch them down there for some reason, they can certainly come by personnel down there by dental? Absolutely. Sir. And uh, they can ask the questions when they get down there. So uh, what's your biggest challenge right now as far as the whole swap is concerned? Um, biggest challenge at this point, you know, the, the master crew list is, is finalized okay. now. So. Uh, and the lead plans are getting uh, briefed to yourself and the captain. Uh, so now that those are approved, people know when they're going to be able to travel. So right. now it's just a matter of getting the paperwork done in advance to, to make that stuff happen. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll work through that PTO to get the, the flights scheduled and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, so we're almost done with the briefs per department. And each department has a little different plan for how they're going to manage leave, palm leave, and then the, the whole swap itself. And we've done in constant contact at the department head level with GW to make sure that this goes as smoothly as, it, as we can. We've got airlifts that we're setting up. We've got, you know, timing set up to make sure that we get inventories completed and quals transferred and all those kinds of things. So, realistically, you know, the captain, we as a as a crew, and and certainly from part of the whole swap, we targeted 15 October to make sure that we could give everybody some essay into when they could take leave and when their whole swap was going to happen, right? Yes, sir. And so I think we're we're actually going to beat that by about a week, a week and a half. Just before we pull into port, we should have gotten all of the briefs from all of the departments. And then as that happens, 
the captain's comfortable with our plan, then he's going back to the department heads and saying, hey, you know what, go ahead and start putting out your leave dates. People can start buying tickets. They can start planning their travel so that they know when they can go and see their families after the deployment. It's a little bit different than a standard POM period, you know, post-overseas movement period, because we do have a lot on our plate. You know, we're going to go back. We're going to do the whole swap. We come right back to the ship in mid-January, and then we're working up for a CQ period, an ATSI period, uh, to be able to support um, train wing, CQ, carrier qualification, and also DEXERT and FRS CQ, those kinds of things. So, And then we go right into the PS. So the bottom line is, is it's not, you know, as busy as we are, it's not a normal POM where folks expect to come home and then have a month off and do nothing. That's not nearly the case. We're not only keeping duty section, but we've got a lot to do. And so we've managed these plans at the departmental level to ensure that we've got all the right folks in the right places with all the right qualifications to be able to keep us rolling while other people are on leave. They come back, they swap out, and we do this thing so that come mid-January time frame, we're still on the step and ready to go. Yes, sir. So, awesome. So what? What? Uh, so a whole swap is complete by the 15th of January, right? Yes, sir. We'll have all the personnel movements complete by the 15th of January, and uh, we have folks that are going back to Norfolk. Will, will we have a beach debt back there in Norfolk? We will, sir. Okay. Uh, What's so, their purpose? What are they going to be doing uh, for us? So PS1 Johnson uh, and a few others will be there to basically uh, so that folks don't have to come back off of their leave, you know, because most folks are from the East Coast. So instead of coming all the way back to San Diego just to check in off leave before the admin shift to GW, we'll have the beach debt there to check them in off of leave, okay. and then they'll admin shift to the GW. Okay, and so on the admin shift, there is no... Um, it's not a PCS, there's, right? There's no, there's no orders. Okay. Uh, you don't get any, any funding. Uh, the only thing that the Navy's really given us is the, is the airlift back to the East Coast, uh, and then we'll, we'll shoot spreadsheets down to uh, MPC in Millington, and it'll just be a finger fudging of, you know, these 200 people have been shipped on this date, these 200 people have been shipped on, the, on this date. Okay, got it. And, and then, so, so how are we going to work uh, fit reps and evals for folks uh, that are transferring? So um, for... Uh, just like the Reagan and GW did, we're going to request uh, accelerated uh, periodic uh, fit reps for the lieutenants, the lieutenant JGs, and the warrants that are normally due in January, February, and March. Uh, we're going to pull those forward to December 15th. Okay. And then for the chiefs and the senior chiefs that are um, detaching and, and uh, crew swapping to GW, we'll also do a full summary group of, of uh, chief seagulls on them. Okay. And then each department then will be responsible for doing the E5 and below. Okay, awesome. Anything else that you'd like to tell the crew? It's your your free uh, five minutes here. So my free five minutes. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, the captain's already put out. I put out an email about the uh, the hazardous duty high op tempo pay uh, that our 221st day will be on October 15th. So for those of us that have been on deployment the entire time, uh, we should see a little bump up in our one November check. Uh, also, uh, just just remember that October will be the last month that we'll be receiving uh, tax exclusion. So the, the, the big fat paychecks that you're used to uh, over the deployment uh, won't be the case uh, come 15 November. Okay. No, that's great. That's so for gouge. budgeting purposes. That's good gouge, yeah, because everybody, I think, is paying close attention to how much money they've made or how much money they uh, have yet to make on deployment. So, yes, sir. So uh, one last question for you. I know that the crew is very interested in what kind of uh, unit awards or um, campaign ribbons or things like that. We've had that question numerous times, not only bully with the, stick, the yes, form, you know, Bully Big Stick, but with uh, Vice Admiral Miller when he was fifth fleet. You know, folks were asking those kinds of questions. So what do you know right now? Uh, right now, sir, um, 
sea service deployment ribbon for everybody that qualifies, um, and I'll be shooting out a, uh, a spreadsheet to all the departments uh, that, that says who's who's qualified and what. The GWAT expeditionary, uh, when Chief of Naval Personnel was on board, he discussed the, that they were looking into a specific Operation Inherent Resolve medal, mm -hmm. um, and then the uh, strike group has requested uh, inputs from us. Uh, regarding a uh, unit award of some type, yeah. So yes, that, that could be uh, from uh, anywhere from a presidential to a unit citation to a Navy unit citation to a meritorious unit citation. Yes, sir. To uh, you know whatever. So we've we've accomplished a lot over here. I think that you know if you look across the ship and you think about what we what we've been able to accomplish in every department within the Air Wing, within the Desron, within the Strike Group. I mean, we've done some fantastic stuff over here, and everybody is certainly well deserving of a pat on the back. And I know that guys are very interested in, you know, earning, some of them for the first time, earning their first sea service deployment yes, ribbon. Some of us not for the first time. But the uh, bottom line is they've all done a fantastic job, and this is just a small way to recognize what they've done. So, yes, sir. Awesome. Thanks for your help. Thank anything, you, sir. anything else? No, sir. All right, man. I'm happy to be here. Well, thanks. thanks. I was actually uh, an observer for the first show. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised you made it this long. Exactly. So, so are we. So are we. So this is show number 21. That's awesome. And you were here for show number one, yes, and sir. we still haven't cussed on the air. So Not we're one. still, the FCC and, uh, and the Admiral and the Captain are keeping us on, at least for now. So, All right. Well, thank you so much yeah, for having thanks, me. Thanks, Dale. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming, sir. Thanks, Dr. J. Oh, that was nice. Doctor? A, is there a doctor in the house? I play one on the radio. Yeah, there you go. Huh? That's what that's what the shirt says. Yeah, hey, okay, hey. so <laughs> back to Liberty. Okay, so let's uh, we'll cover a little bit more Liberty, and then we'll uh, sure, yeah. we've got the safety officer here as well that uh, talk a little bit about safety. So, hey, did you know, sir, that the majority of all Liberty incidents involve overindulgence in alcohol? Statistically, uh, separation from a Liberty buddy, abandoning an otherwise solid Liberty plan. And or the designated non-drinker consuming alcohol and failure to intervene. Well, it's Did surprising you know surprising that you should say that because I do have some insight to that. I do you? Yeah. And what do I do every Thursday morning? Uh, you jog. Uh, you have a piece of wheat toast. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the unfortunate slice. part is about eight thirty. Oh, I get and to, then there's the uh, I get to talk to a lot of people who who choose to do those kinds of things with the uh, liberty incidents and overindulgence and mm. not taking care of their liberty buddies and that kind of stuff. So hopefully we don't have to do that. Yeah, you in know, this I'll, I'll tell you, it's uh, we've done a fantastic job across the ship. If you think about over five thousand people, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't see all of them because. Quite honestly, there are some that are handled at the squadron level, right? right. There are yeah, some that are handled yeah. at Liberty Risk Boards and things like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, I'll tell you, you know, I'm extremely pleased with the conduct of the crew um, awesome. across the board. We've had a couple incidents, right, uh, as would be expected when mm -hmm. you have 5,000 people on board a ship. Mm -hmm. But quite honestly, throughout the entire deployment, and I, I really want to emphasize, it's, this is the opportunity to go out on a high note. It's not the opportunity to burn down Dubai. Right. It's the opportunity to really show what a class act TR and Air Wing One and the Desron and the Strike Group really are. Because we really want to set up the next crew for success. You know, Truman will be here before you know it. Yeah. And we want to make sure that they don't lose out. Even though there are mixed opinions about whether or not Bahrain and Dubai are the best port calls in the world, uh, we really don't want to let them miss out on any of that opportunity. So. They are ports. That's exactly right. The alternative would be you stay at sea right. for 45, 90, Nobody 150 days. So we've done that before, too. But Not fun. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's it's better than not pulling a deport. So. That's right. So e and below, Liberty parties will consist of three to five people, and they have to include at least one non-drinker. E5 and E6 Liberty parties are to be two to five people and have to include at least one non-drinker. And E7 and above must include a Liberty party of two to five. 
If your group becomes separated, inform Shore Patrol immediately, and we'll make sure that we get those numbers out across the quarterdeck and across the brow. If you can't locate all your team within 30 minutes, return to the entry control point, notify Beach Guard, and make sure that uh, we get those folks. They'll get activated and get out there and try right. to find them. So uh, We beat this up, but I, you know, I think it's worth uh, retouching on. The non-drinkers will abstain from consumption of alcohol. If you're a non-drinker, don't drink. Right. It's pretty pretty easy. I got you. Uh, designated non-drinkers are not required at the USO Oasis. Uh, however, the non-drinker shall be a peer leader capable of enforcing standards, ensure their Liberty Group returns to the ship without incident, have a de-escalating mindset, ensure Liberty Group respects Dubai's customs and laws, ensures that no open containers of alcoholic beverages are carried into the street or any other public place other than in a licensed establishment, prohibit drinking games, prohibit public intoxication, and again... Abstain from the consumption of alcohol. Well, overconsumption certainly. I mean, you can right. if you're of age, you can drink. But uh, bottom line is, if you're non-drinking Liberty buddy or you're underage, you better Don't not drink. be drinking because it's uh, there's a potential to you know pay a fine and potentially see uh, see the man. Yeah. So off limits areas. They include uh, all mosques unless you're a part of an MWR tour. All Emirates outside of Dubai unless on an authorized MWR tour. Don't go into any pharmacies or liquor stores. Uh, don't jog or walk around the port of Jebel Ali outside of the uh, oasis. And uh, swimming on beaches without lifeguards is prohibited as well. Or operating land or sea motor recreation vehicles. And there is one off-limits establishment mm-hmm. that we know of, the Moscow Hotel and Club. Uh, not a place that you want to be. So. Yeah, stay away from that place. Uh, Looking act sharp overall. Uh, you represent the United States. Don't forget it. Be kind and respect local culture and customs and leave a positive impression with our host nation. That's very important. Obey Shore Patrol and local law enforcement. Be back on time with your liberty, buddy. And if you drink, drink responsibly. You follow all those guidelines, you'll have a good time. Absolutely. So yeah. bottom line, I want to make sure that you understand there's zero tolerance for inappropriate behavior. We've mm-hmm. done a fantastic job up to this point. Keep showing what you're all about. Keep showing what... You know, uh, an American in a foreign country, we don't want to be the ugly American, right? Right. We'd rather just blend in, have a good time. Well, you know, I, I'm not a good-looking man, but I understand, certainly. Um, face for radio, sir. <laughs>